0: Hey out there sports fans and welcome to another episode of Sports with BJ. This week we've got another local guest here in the house with us recording this episode. Local music artist Link KB, my friend Chris Briley. Chris, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, always a pleasure when our paths cross. So you've been putting in a lot of work over the last year. Behind behind closed doors, you've dedicated yourself to your craft. What's going on with Link KB, and what can we expect here in the future?
1: Um, well, first and foremost, uh, my first uh, official album—it's um, called uh, *Antisocial Extrovert*. You can find that on any streaming service. Um, <clears throat> that was kind of just like my jumping point for this year. Um, I wanted to have some material to give to the people, and like it had been a while for me. Um, This is kind of like a new start for me So it's really just like In my eyes, this is my first album But uh, later this year, I'll be dropping a new music video Just to uh, have a little something for Christmas time For the people as a gift, if you will And uh, that's going to be called Forrest Gump Flow But, you know, we're not going to get too far into that Because I want that to be a surprise But, um, yeah, we're going to be working a lot um, On everything uh, I do have a new album coming out It will be here eventually But I'm not rushing it But I'll probably set a release date next year on that But uh, with that being said, man um, Had a lot of success this year Over 100,000 streams just on Spotify That's big um, And yeah, man, it, it was huge It was a huge year for me And um, I'm, just, I'm just happy to be here, really, man Like, And <clears throat> things are moving in the right direction It's awesome Love that Glad to have been a part of watching you grow
0: up in this craft of yours What's interesting to me is hearing you say stuff like You know, this is this is Technically my first album in your head But as a fan I've sat back and watched you I've been there and seen you at the Norva I've seen you do live shows right. I've seen you put out videos I've seen you put out singles What about the process this time Or maybe just the headspace you're in this time Makes all of that seem Not as successful as this new album You're really working hard on
1: Right, Um. I. you know I don't think I really understood the business that I was in uh for years. I thought it was more or less just something where I would just put something out and it would kind of just fly on its own. But really um a lot of the stuff that goes into this is just deep down promotion and um you really need a team of people. And what I realized early on in my doings is that I didn't have that team of people. Um you know, it was it was hit or miss. Uh, the Norvo was a huge, 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 huge moment for me in 2011 that was big. Um, I actually headlined the show and I put my own, you know, um, uh, co-headliners in there and, and I had a lot of my friends help me out with that and we actually had to sell tickets in order to do the show and we made that happen. That was huge. Um, something that I would obviously want to do again in the future if at all possible. And it could very well happen because I still have the contact information and they know me. So, um, but really it's more or less just about getting out there. The internet age has really changed how music works with that. Sure. Uh, You make more of an impact dropping a single than going and doing a show these days, depending on your name. Right. So really I'm just trying to start by building that fan base up. And uh, we've had a lot of success with that this year, so like that's been good.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, like I said, it's been a privilege watching that grow. And I, I remember 2011 going and seeing you. So it was just interesting to hear from an artist perspective what we see on the outside might not necessarily be what's going on with the artist on the inside. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of what helps make great artists who they are. Right. And then figuring out the sound to get them now, themselves out there. So we're here to support you. You said anywhere, anywhere you can stream music, you can find the first album.
1: Absolutely, yeah. If you just search Link KB, you got Spotify, title, iTunes, Apple, whichever. You know what I mean? All of all, literally all of them. I mean, I'm even on Deezer. I don't know. I don't okay. Know if you ever heard of that? I, I have now. I have now. <laughs> yeah, no. There's there's a lot of like even like the smaller streaming services that some people do tend to use. I'm, it's it it's everywhere because it was supposed to be so. So
0: as much as I love your music, and as much as I love talking about the success you've had, it's a sports show, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I've been dying to get you here to talk some sports. We're talking about a little bit of fantasy to start the show off, okay? Sure. Uh, week 10 of the NFL, we got a lot of good matchups, uh, a lot of good potential for some, some big scoring games um, from a fantasy perspective, but I want to get your thoughts here on the three big games, the three night games, if you will. So we start that week Thursday night, Indianapolis to Tennessee, then the Sunday night game that, uh, this week will be Baltimore and New England. And then a really good Monday night matchup, Minnesota at Chicago. So out of those three, for anyone who might have players on those teams, on their those rosters, which one sticks out to you as far as a really good fantasy matchup
1: and what players from it uh, will, will you be looking at? So um, I really like Phillip Rivers and what he's doing with the Colts lately, man. Like <clears throat> that whole – I mean, he's just—he's—he's he's just been doing his thing, man. And that defense is solid. I feel like it's a top ten defense. All Phillip Rivers has to do is kind of stay within himself, and that team is going right. to go really, really far. Um, the Titans, man—they're—they're Derek Henry and D. You know what I mean? Right. But um, if you're—I mean—if you're starting anybody from that game, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't see it being too high scoring. Sure. Um, I don't necessarily see very many wide receivers doing much in that game. Um, I think realistically speaking, also, uh, we have to be worried about Lamar Jackson and his fantasy output. Yeah. Um, Moving over to the Ravens-Patriots game there. Uh, He's not been doing well. Um, I mean, you know, he's not been doing Lamar Jackson things. Now, what do you
0: see in that? Because a lot of people are saying that he's been – He's being exposed a
1: little bit, and he's not the passer. We always knew he wasn't going to be type right. stuff. I would agree that that is some of it. Um, I think, in all honesty, he, he's a great player, and uh, if he's not using his legs primarily, he's not quite the quarterback. Um, you can kind of see like what Kyler Murray's doing. He's almost yeah. having like the same year that Lamar Jackson had last, last year. year. He's kind of having the, the similar stats right there, and, and I mean, if you look at what Russell Wilson's doing, he's having a Patrick Mahomes year, right? You know what I mean? So I think there's kind of just been a change in the guards there, as far as um, what those guys can do. Uh, Lamar's just is he's just being exposed a little bit. They've got a lot of tape on him. You know right. what I mean? I think it's one of those situations where you have so much tape on him, there's ways to stop what he can do. Great, and the running ability once you cut that down, like you know, we'll go back and talk about. RG3, You know, when he had his rookie year, that was phenomenal. In 2012. He he was a runner initially. Uh, You were scared that he would leave the pocket. So everybody would, you know, back up or or jump forward, and then that would leave lanes open for wide receivers. So, I mean, I think really the issue is that people aren't as scared of Lamar Jackson on the ground as they used to be. And I think that that really helps defenses out playing against him because if you can – keep him in the pocket you might be able to stop him as long as the coverage is good sure
0: and i think you know lamar jackson gets the comparison sometimes to michael vick um with his video game like agility and skill set but i do think the one thing with michael vick you could not game plan for him Mm -hmm. that was what made him so unique to the game and such trans transcendent athlete was because he could throw yeah. He had a cannon and he had the accuracy and his escape ability not just to get out of the pocket and get a couple yards, but to keep a play alive Excellent and plays. get the down. You know, I think Lamar can actually get there. I just think people need to give it time. You know, last yeah. year they had to play what was gonna work. You've got nothing but college film on this kid, and we know that anything new to the league is hard to stop because we don't have any film on it. We don't know what this kid can do at an NFL level. Play that to your advantage, and they did year one, and now they're working through the kinks of having what I think will end up being a franchise type quarterback for them. I don't think that I don't foresee a, a parting with their relationship. Right. So I just think we need to give them some time.
1: Yeah, and I mean I'd, I'd be clear on this is that like he's just having a bad go at it. Sure. I don't. I don't never want to like discredit his ability because he is a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, that is for sure. Um, but you know. It is one of those things where teams start catching on to what you do. I think he's smart and athletic enough to switch his game around, and uh, he's he's going to bounce back. It'll be fine.
0: So, do you think up against New England? And it is that New England, but temperature up in New England and Baltimore can be similar this time of year. So right. No weather issue, but with that struggling defense, yeah, is is Lamar Jackson a good play in fantasy this year, this week? Do you think?
1: So, um, I do. Uh, only on the simple fact that the Patriots' defense has not been doing that great, and I mean, I think there's just going to be a lot of momentum uh, if they win in Week Nine. Um, but I, I would say, in all honesty, uh, he's he's always a good play. Sure. Like you, you could go way wronger. Like you can go right. way. You can you have way worse quarterbacks starting right. for you than Lamar I mean, Jackson. That's a good
0: point. Because at the end of the day. Picking someone to start right. is a chance. Of course. And you like your chances with Lamar then better than most anyone else. Absolutely.
1: I mean, if we're talking about just based off of that, he's definitely a top 10 play every week. Right. You know what I mean? Like, just because of his abilities. Sure. Right. So,
0: move on to the Monday night game. This one, traditionally, these NFC North matchups are always really good. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you get the heavy run hard-nosed defense matchup that we're going to get on Monday night here, Minnesota at Chicago. Yep. But the problem is, outside of the anomaly that was the Minnesota Vikings performance against the Packers, which mm-hmm. can't stop the run even when they know it's coming in practice, Yeah. they don't have much of an offense to put up points, and Chicago's also struggling offensively. Right. So is this another one that maybe – look – if you've got the players and you have to play them, do. What if you have other options stay away from?
1: Yeah, I would say that the only must-start guy in this matchup is Dalvin Cook because he's Dalvin Cook. Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, Dalvin Cook this year will be a top five running back by the end of the year. I mean, he's he's got the workload. He's got the skills. He's always going to be running Catching passes out of the backfield, Kirk Cousins is a check down fool. Like, he loves checking down. Right. So, you know what I mean? Especially
0: like, in PPR leagues, that's going to be huge.
1: Right, exactly. And, I mean, he's been killing it in PPR leagues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's, he's a must start uh, every week. This is another guy that you're just going to throw out there if you got him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I mean, the Bears' defense is solid. But you got to think off of just pure workload. Um, it's ideal that Dalvin Cook at least has a rushing touchdown at the very least. You know what I mean? And that right there, is six points for you regardless of how many yards or receptions he ends up having at the end of the game. So, I mean, if you can depend on a guy for a touchdown and you just kind of know that that's going to happen, throw him in there. Okay. So we'll just recap real
0: quick the three big night games that we have this week, Week 10 in the NFL. We've got Indianapolis against Tennessee, 820 Thursday night. KB saying, if anything – Let's go with the Indianapolis defense, but if you can avoid that game at all costs, it's not going to be high scoring, not going to produce a whole lot of anything. We've got the Sunday night game Baltimore at New England. We're going to go with Lamar Jackson. Got to start him. His his option of being in that in that starting QB slot is a lot better for you than most other quarterbacks you could put there. And the Minnesota game, just on sheer bulk, especially if you're PPR, we like Dalvin Cook. We like him to get a load of the work. Adam Thielen's not been that great this year, but he doesn't have Stephon Diggs anymore. So that's made things a little harder on him. So we'll avoid everything except Dalvin Cook on that game too. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk more fantasy with Link KB. Hey, y'all. Brandon here with the Sports with BJ podcast. Man, I got a confession to make to y'all. I love... The feeling and the confidence I have after a fresh new haircut, and for the last two years I've trusted all my hair and beard needs with Benita Love of B Love Cuts. Y'all want to do a straight razor finish? She can do that. You want to get your whole face shaven, get that nice classic straight razor finish and smoothness? She can do that too. Hard parts, edge ups, fades, she can do it all. Call her now. Seven seven zero. 906-4230. She does book up fast, so call her text her right away. Tell her Brandon from the Sports or BJ podcast sent you down. She'll give you five dollars off of your next service. And don't forget to check out the details tab of the episode here. Get all of her social media so you can follow her and stay in touch. Welcome back to Sports with BJ. We're sitting here with Link KB, wrapping up our first ever fantasy football episode. And so we want to talk, we're both here, Chris. We're both Washington football team fans. So, of course, even though we follow the NFL, we don't really have knowledge like we do with the NFC East. Right. That's That's our foes. That's our division. We know what's going on with them left and right. and. This year has just been, yet again, I mean, I know we've had probably five, six years in a row where the NFC East has been the NFC least with Mm -hmm. the outlier being 2016 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. But, I mean, here we are going into 2021, and that's one out of six. Um, But this year seems to be particularly worse. (laughs) We don't have a single team at or above 500. Right. We have a team with a tie. Mm Mm-hmm. Our division leader has four, five losses, and then you have the Giants. Yep, you have the trap, the uh, the trash can juice, dumpster fire that is the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Something's always wrong with Washington. Yep, but yet we still have to play fantasy football. We do, and some of these teams have very viable on your roster week in week out type of per, you know production mm-hmm. um, the first one that comes to mind until here recently would of course be Zeke that's always a start normally right. um, after he lost uh, Dak I just think he kind of shut down uh, and then Dalton and then they handed him Ben DiNucci mm-hmm. it, it, I, I'm staying away from Zeke he's a keeper in my way he's my keeper Um, him and OBJ. So I've got both my keepers on my bench, one to injured reserve with OBJ, and I'm just not seeing it out of Zeke right now to to warrant a start, but traditionally he's a good start. Um, Obviously, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard. Mm -hmm. Um, But where are some, in in the dumpster fire that is the NFC least, where are some bright spots fantasy-wise that might not be as obvious as the Zach Ertz and the Zeke that you think could be worth looking at to pick up?
1: Well, I think um, <clears throat> I think, in all honesty, uh, you know, when we start talk, talking Washington football team here, um, Terry McLaurin's a guy that's up there with Zach Ertz in my mind. Um, he's he's getting looked at a lot every game. Um, I know that among second-year wide receivers, I'm almost certain that he's leading in both receptions and yards. Might have to check me on that one. But I did, I think I saw a graphic on ESPN one day about that. Um, but, you know, aside from Terry McLaurin, I think a couple of things that are important fantasy-wise in the NFC East would be to look at the running back positions. Um, the Giants, obviously, with Devontae Freeman, you don't really want to touch that. But let's just say, you know, for speculation purposes, that Devontae Freeman ends up getting injured. Um he's been getting injured here and there you know what I mean kind of like tweaking I think he has like a hamstring injury or something if I'm not mistaken it's something that's small but not small enough you know what I mean sure um I look at a guy like Wayne Gallman um good one if he gets into a position where he can get volume and he can be the guy he's somebody who runs well um probably one of the few people on the Giants, I would say, that are going to be able to make huge plays for them in the future. Uh, I don't really trust any Giants wide receivers. Um, I would say also, to keep in the theme of running backs, I would say Antonio Gibson is somebody who could potentially have a big second half to the season. Uh, He's been getting the touches, and he's got the talent. Um, yeah. You know, previously being a wide receiver, so he's somebody who can come out of the backfield. And if you are in a PPR league, obviously that's huge. Uh, I know you mentioned JD McKissick earlier, which is also, I think, that they could be a very big two headed running back situation. Um, I would lean more towards M- McKissick in a PPR league uh, for obvious reasons because he's being exclusively used like that for the most part. So, but if Gibson gets to a point where he's putting crazy, crazy statistical outputs out. Um, he's somebody who I think could be potentially the bet, one of the better running backs in the NFC East. Um, even in the future, I think he could potentially be second to Zeke if he gets to a point in his abilities. We'll see how that goes, obviously. And being that Ron Rivera is implementing his offense for the first season, uh, I think he's going to, I don't know. I think we'll see how it goes. I think Rivera's going to do a really good job with the guys that he drafted. And I think he's just really excited about Gibson. I think Gibson becomes a Christian McCaffrey uh, in a skill set form. And I do think J.D. McKissick, although he's having a great year, I think he's more of a transition guy. I think he's somebody we might keep around for a little bit. But I think Gibson in the future, Gibson's the guy for sure.
0: And I like that you brought up Tara McLaurin. His fantasy output has been – the most interesting of any player in my opinion this year because when you look at it from a standpoint well let's break it down and and it'll just explain why so he has three games over 20 points Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he has three games over 10 points and he only has one game under 7 points but let me I'm going to put this out to you as well he on the season has 577 reception yards and two reception touchdowns. So, the question has to be asked: How are you putting up those double-digit numbers, those sub-tour, you know, above 20 numbers on that type of two touchdowns? Really, 573 yards, 77 yards, and it's interesting because the re the way he's doing it, he's not. Getting a lot of incomplete balls thrown his way. No. He has been targeted sixty-nine times on the season and has caught forty-three of them. So in most leagues, which are PPR, he is getting a sheer buttload of all of his points off of those numbers. I read you those stats. Five hundred and seventy-seven yards on the season, only two touchdowns. But I'm gonna go game by game and tell you the number of catches he has. Five, seven, four, ten, Three, seven, seven, eight.
1: Huge.
0: I mean that's I mean, uh, that is consistency, that's what you want. That's PPR, man. And he is unfortunately ninety eight percent rostered. Of course. Of course he is. Yeah. But I think we the question was some bright spots in the NFC East. We touched on McKissick, we touched on Gallup. But Terry McLaurin is not really being – even though he's 98% recognized, he's not being super recognized by a lot of the the fantasy media because he's not in the end zone. Right. And not – I mean a lot of leagues are PPR, but there are still leagues out there that aren't. So if you have Terry McLaurin in a non-PPR league, you probably are suffering. right? But for if sure. you have a PPR league and you don't have Terry McLaurin on your team, moving forward for the next seven games – we're going we're to want to take a look at trying to get him on your roster. Looking at J.D. McKissick as well. Looking at Gallup. And um, T.J. Hawkinson we touched on. If, he, if he's not rostered in your league or not by you, try and make a trade for him. That's going to be a big play moving forward. And, um, yeah, it's just with Terry McLaurin, it was just interesting to me that the production isn't in the, the standard statistical categories. Right. It's in the fact that, I can't do the quick math. I know it's more than 50. It should be more than 60. 69 targets, 43 receptions. He's probably close catching close to 70% of the balls being thrown his way for the season.
1: Yeah. Huge I mean, you You look at him and you watch him play, and you can tell that he's the guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's not – he's definitely good. Right. And, like, I think that eventually you put a quarterback back there that's really good. And you're talking about Terry McLaurin being one of the top wide receivers in the league. Yeah. Skill set-wise, he has it. He just needs the right guy right. throwing to him.
0: And the pain of every Washington Redskins fan, or I'm sorry, Washington football team fan, is most of the time when we have players, like, and it's not because we haven't had the players, but most of the time, we don't get them in their stride right. that you're talking about. We mm-hmm. watch that stride happen for other teams. Of course. Because of the just consistent dysfunctional nature of that organization. Yeah. We're hoping Ron can come in and make some changes. We're hoping that he can get the most out of the talent we're drafting. We've had great drafts. I mean, for crying out loud, seven of our 11 – I mean, that's probably an inflated stat, but it feels like seven of our 11 defenders are from Alabama. Yeah. We just keep drafting Alabama every year, and, and it's solid. hitting. It's they're, hitting. Now yeah. we got Chase Young. Um, and there was some speculation that Kerrigan wanted to leave, but that seems to have kind of gotten quiet for now. Um, but, yeah, we definitely want to hope – as as a fantasy player and as a, a Washington football team fan, you wanna see Terry McLaurin hit his stride and you want him on your team in real life and in fantasy mm-hmm. to move forward. Chris, I appreciate you stopping by, man, doing Thank this you. episode with me. I'm gonna give you one more opportunity for those that haven't heard. Where can people hear you? Where can they find your music?
1: Uh, Just go ahead and look up Link KB on anything. Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, uh, all your big major streaming services. Look up Link KB. Uh, The album's called "Antisocial Extrovert. It'll be the first thing you see up there because it's the only thing available. That's it. All right.
0: My man Chris Briley, a.k.a. Link KB, we appreciate you having your your time here. And uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Sports with BJ. We'll see you all next time.